Welcome to Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers, a podcast about intuition. Do you know what that is? Intuition to me is that inner sense or knowing that something is true, and yet I have no proof. But there's so many definitions, and there's so many ways it can come. I'm looking to bring together and share with you some amazing guests who have some amazing life stories and also some insights into how intuition can come. I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. Before we get started today, I would love to share some tools with you to help with stress and feeling overwhelmed, especially for the energetically sensitive person. Feel free to go to my store on my website at www.healingvitality.ca. Thanks so much for coming on this journey with me. So today I got inspired by a reminder on Facebook of something that happened 11 years ago and that something was inspired by my first dog as an adult who was named Nico. Nico was a pit bull well actually Nico was a Staffordshire Terrier who was 11 years old and I adopted him on Valentine's Day from the SPCA. His family had had a baby and He got uh, put to the SPCA because they didn't want to have a pit bull and a baby in the house, I guess. He was in the SPCA for four days, and I walked by his kennel probably four times to walk smaller dogs, and they were all crazy on the leash. I came in after the third crazy dog, and I said, is there a calm dog in this SPCA? And they're like, you have to meet Nico. Well, Nico was probably a 90-pound Staffordshire Terrier, white, cropped ears, big long tail, and amazing smile. He was incredible on a leash. He loved playing fetch, and this dog taught me so much. Fetch to him was throwing a ball of love and bringing it back to you. I could write a book about all the things that this dog taught me. I had a belief that I couldn't tell my mother that I was adopting a pit bull because <laughs> in her mindset, pit bulls attacked people and they were dangerous and their jaws were too strong, etc., etc., etc. I had a little boy living three doors up for me in my townhouse complex that was terrified of dogs. And probably within a month of owning Nico, this little boy would hear us come home from a walk and from his bedroom say night Nico because Nico won this little boy's heart. My neighbor was somebody who was extremely introverted and Nico would have to leave the house every night when he left to go to work for his night shift to say hello to my neighbor. That neighbor and I have waved and said hello and had conversations ever since every night I was opening my door so that my dog could go out and say hello to that neighbor. 
So when my dog Nico inspired me to have a kids camp, I listened. He passed away in March quite suddenly and I had a kids camp up and running this week that same summer. You have to know something. I don't have children. I I love kids. My nephews were part of the inspiration. I called my nephews to say, what do I do at a kids camp? They were my inside track to knowing what kind of stuff they might be interested that I'd want to share with kids. People thought I was crazy. <laughs> I had one friend at the time who has taught me a lot of things, and she's like, why are you wanting to do a kids camp? <laughs> like, that just isn't part of your wheelhouse. Like, what? And, and every time I thought about this kids camp, joy came. I was just on steroids. I just was so internally inspired with connecting a whole bunch of kids who were connected to their intuition and giving them tools to stay connected or to validate them or to give them an understanding that they belonged even though they had these tools that may make them feel different in some way. It was a combination of myself and I handpicked three other ladies that I'd been exposed to over that previous year probably, maybe in some cases longer than that. And we each brought something different to the table for these kids. We each got our intuition differently. We each had different knowledge base. Two of them worked in the education field. One of them had run a daycare before and myself. (laughs) And I had had no experience with daycares or being an educator. I was the one who was a little kid myself who was going to camp almost. My little inside me was very excited. We even had somebody donate a limousine ride for our kids to go to a local kids gym because our kids were worth it. We made that a huge surprise. And it was so incredible to see some of these kids who in some cases would never have had the opportunity to get in a limo before to see their embracing of that experience and being so appreciative of that experience. The camp had some incredible simplicity to it and it also had some depth, I would say. Um, the kids brought that depth to the camp. There were moments where we didn't have to engage and they were managing each other's behavior in some cases. Um, they were also encouraging and inspiring each other to do things that were outside their comfort zone. Um, these kids were an interesting bunch and some of them came along for the ride for three years and we went from summer camps to March break camp to every Saturday, um, during the winter, during school with a core group of them. So it did accomplish that 
feeling of belonging for some of these kids, which was fantastic. And we, we had a synergy between the leaders that allowed each other to back off and step in and back off and step in as our strengths were needed, depending on what we were talking about in the group or what we were sharing or what activity we were doing. And it was a unique camp that we did kid stuff. We made sure we walked in the woods every day, sometimes twice a day. We had access to woods, which was lovely. We had access to a huge lawn and we were in an old schoolhouse. And the access to the space that we had was actually quite magical. There was a big grass field not far into the woods and we had this magical 40-year-old grove of scotch pines that we took them to one day that was a little bit longer of a walk. We had a lot of bugs but essential oils were our bug spray of choice. We exposed kids to Epsom salt baths. They each got to have a bag of Epsom salts and they had to go home and have an Epsom salt bath every night because we were dealing with a lot of energy. We taught them things about crystals, about meditation, about the power of their words and their intention. We talked about spirit animals. We gave them tools as far as singing, drumming. We gave them insight into Dr. Omoto, numerology, acupressure. We gave them insight into who matters They do. We taught them how to ground. We had the four agreements as a backbone structure to create a healthy learning environment and a respectful environment amongst peers. They got to do things like create their own dream catchers and they did journaling every day about gratitude We made sure that they had tools to manage any troubles they were bringing home or bringing with them from home to the camp. We called that dumping their junk. So every morning, people had to, all the kids, if they had junk, had to dump it in the proverbial garbage can that was sitting in a particular corner of the interior of the camp. And everybody knew how to use it. And if somebody saw somebody needing it and they hadn't used it yet, they would be escorted over to the junk bin. So there was this beautiful teamwork that was created in a loving, caring way that kids who were aware could call each other out on their stuff and be supportive and help each other manage their energy. We used divining rods to show them what their energetic space looked like and how big it was and how they could manage that space and make it bigger or smaller depending on what they needed to feel comfortable. We even had (laughs) visits from my dog, Nico, which was cool. He used to hug by rubbing his forehead against you. And some kids at the camp actually had felt him there. And and to be able to validate for kids that, that that's what they're feeling so that they don't have to be afraid of those things, I think is amazing. To be learning that that's normal 
at seven, eight, five, twelve years old and not have to hide it in a setting like that is a gift. And so I thank my dog, Nico, every time I think about the Intuit Kids Camp and the beautiful thing that was created for those kids and for us as leaders. It was a mini Hogwarts of sorts. <laughs> and it, it definitely left a lasting warm spot in my heart every time I think about it. And I'm still connected 11 years later with some of those kids. And it's wonderful to see them grow up and, and know that somewhere in them, if they need those tools, they've been exposed to them. So always trust your intuition. Joy is a thing that can come from intuition. I read something looking for my, my file of Intuit Kids Camp just to remind me of some of the specifics. And it was from a Waldorf experience because after my Intuit Kids Camp, I thought, jeepers, man, I need to have a school because these kids need a school. And, and that, was, that was an intuition that took me down a road of learning a lot of things about Waldorf. And it is a really neat thing that I think everybody should look into and see what pieces of it resonates with you. It's, it's a curious thing because the pedagogy of it is fascinating and it isn't necessarily mapped out in our existing school systems in North America, but it takes a special group to run a Waldorf-style school. But from that, here's, here's this quote, and... It, it's so freaking true. It's incredible. Joy is a gift not deserved or created. Joy is given from above. And when we receive it, we are naturally filled with gratitude, which fills our aura and may affect others. By keeping expectations low, we are increasing opportunities for joy and gratitude. And I have to say, that's 100% true. You cannot make joy happen, but you can feel joy. And when you feel joy, you know it. It is a place that, that you can't necessarily put a finger on how you got there, but when you get there, you know it, you're there. <laughs> and it is inspired. Joy is inspired. So please, if I can inspire you, please follow your intuition. And find more joy in your life because it is there. It's waiting for you. And those nudges and breadcrumbs are a huge part of it. May you find joy in your day today. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. 
It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community.